to our beautiful deep community, I want to assure you the deeper is going nowhere and the same incredible content will be released every week, but now through Arise. It is going to be less trauma heavy and more inspirational, uplifting, but it will still challenge and push you to grow. For all your deeper episodes, they are still available every fortnight. You can still get your deep hit with the deeper subscription. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. As far as I'm concerned, I I said my vows to a death to us part. And I still live by that to the day. I also had to look at it from my son's perspective. What if that was my son going through that? Welcome to The Deep. I'm Zoe Marshall. In my early 20s, a lot of traumatic things happened. And ever since then, I have had this fascination with people and their stories. This is The Deep. I acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I work and live, and recognise their continuing connection to land, water and community. I pay respect to Elders past, present and emerging. You have never met a woman like Carly. So we spoke to her husband, Stephen, in this season. He came out as gay, leaving his young family and starting a new life. So many of you wanted to hear from her and her perspective. So we got her on the show today. Honestly, this woman is incredible. Enjoy. Carly, welcome to The Deep. Thank you. How are you, Zoe? I'm good. You have been much sought after by our community. Our listeners wanted to hear from you after they heard your ex's story, Steve, uh, coming out, being a dad, two kids, young couple. They were like, holy shit. We want to hear from his ex-wife. So thank you so much for having the courage to be with us. How are you feeling? Um, A bit nervous, uh, taken back with the community um, actually reaching out to me, I suppose. Oh, were they? Oh, heaps. Straight men was the biggest impact that that I had. Um, Just basically coming forward saying how brave he was. Um, I'm going through a separation. You've handled it better than any woman that I've met before. So it was really nice. Wow. Did you have anybody that was in a relationship that was coming out that needed support? No, but in the past three years, I had plenty of people come forward with that question. Wow. Okay. But I also want to preface here that it's really tricky, right? Because you're sharing your story, but that doesn't always mean that everyone has access to you. Like you, you can have boundaries with us today to the listeners and go, Hey guys, you know what? Like I'm not, Hmm. 
available to be your support person through this or you can say I love it come forward it's totally up to you how do you feel like with that question do you feel like you want to be that person or is it a bit overwhelming it's not so much overwhelming um and it's something I would like to do um but my plate is always so full on a good day and I take so much on um as it is a person um but it is something I would definitely like to do in the future. Um, but okay. right now, I just, I'm that type of person. I can't say no. I can't. Okay. <laughs> okay. So be mindful if you reach out to Carly. Um, so let us go to the place which I think everybody wants to know, which is, and, and if you haven't heard Steve's episode, you can pause this, go listen to it. So you've got a bit of perspective. But you were married had a young family, very much in love, uh, reaching lots of milestones together. And then one day you were blindsided. Can you tell us about your experience that day? Definitely can. Um, it was actually, you released Stephen's podcast on the 31st of February. Three years to that day was the day that I found out. So oh I was, my god! I was so blown away, and he had no idea. He's terrible with dates. Um, we got married on the thirty first of June, financial year, so he would remember. He had no idea it was that date, so I was completely blown away. Um, so that day, it was, it was a really hard day. Um, I did something that I had a lot of regret of um, and something I've never done before and I'm so against was actually going through his phone. To me, that was a big deal. Um, But he was at a point in his life where something was going on um, and I felt I needed to know. Um, So I did. I broke that trust. You said something was going on. What was it that you noticed with him that had changed that led to you checking his phone? So he was in a very dark place for so long. I already knew um, he was going down the path of depression, but it was more the question why. I had no idea why. Like we have great kids, we're in a beautiful location, um, I'm perfect wife and he'll tell you that today. <laughs> so why? And I was like, okay, well, something is eating him up more than depression. Like something is just happening. Um, he started sleeping in a separate room from me. Um, obviously the sex died off for a while, but I just put it down to depression. Um, and then I just I thought, okay, well, maybe he is having an affair. Um, those certain signs, always being on your phone, not kind of interacting, um, extremely distant, um, especially in the bedroom. So I was like, I need, I need to know. Okay. Yeah. What did you find? (laughs) Uh, so, um, the only thing that was in his phone was a Snapchat. So it was one that he sent through the message just of a, picture of his um clock um to this person and their name on snapchat it you couldn't you couldn't tell if it was a girl or a guy but I obviously didn't think it was a guy um <laughs> so I, instantly I thought it was a girl and I was like okay he works a lot um he 
doesn't get out socially. So to me, I was like, it's someone from work. That was my first thought. Um, yeah, and I was just really taken back because Stephen's such a straighty 180 um, kind of guy um, with absolutely everything in life. So once I saw that, I basically I was like, okay, well, that's him. He's seeing someone from work. Um, has to be work. He doesn't have a social life currently. He's not in the mood. That's it. So you see the dick pic. Yeah. You think it's a chick. Mm. Are you full of rage or are you like, I'm going to sit on this? Like, what do you do? Well, um, I was in two minds about it. Um, number one, I thought if it is a girl, well, I could see past it. Um, we had, Wow. Yeah. Um, when I saw it, um, I it was like really late at night and I went downstairs and I was pondering on it. Um, I was like, can I get past this? Um, what if it's more? How long has it been going on for? And I didn't know what to do. And at the time I had a good friend living overseas and I saw he was online and we're extremely close. He was like, he's actually one of my exes from about 10 years ago that I've stayed very close with, especially his family. And I saw he was online and he was always that kind of person I could go to. Um, and I asked him like straight up, it's like, what do I do about this? Um, I said, first of all, I've done something wrong. He's like, what did you do? I said, I went through his phone and he knew the type of person I was and, um, how deceiving that is for me. So I think I kind of needed to get it off my chest as well as also kind of vent to someone. It was like midnight and he's like, I know you, you will ponder on this. You need to just hit him up first thing in the morning, just hit him up. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ready. So I didn't sleep that night at all. Um, And I did. I took his advice and I just hit him up. And What did you say? I took a photo on my phone and I first of all said, do you have something to tell me? I just wanted to see if he came out. And he's like, well, no, like what's wrong? And I couldn't even look at him because I didn't want to see his reaction either. Um, And I said, look, I've gone through your phone. I'm really sorry. Um, But I found your dick pic um, that you've sent to someone. (laughs) Um, And I said, well, who is she? And he stopped and he was like, oh, I don't know how to like talk to you about this. And I was like, well, just tell me the truth. I I just need to know the truth. Who is she? Um, So then I can figure out for my own peace of mind. And he said, it's not a she. And that, I suppose it was those words. Um, it was hurt, but instant relief. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah. Because I've been up all night pondering, like, what have I not done as a wife for him to look elsewhere? <sighs> like, during his dark months, I was like, doing everything, the lingerie, like greeting him with a beer and a blowjob, like whoa, everything. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> like what am I doing wrong? I don't understand. So it was a relief. Oh, darling, that's so hard. It, it so, was. So were you kind of like, okay, well, maybe you're bi and we can yes. move through this still? Or like what was your next step? My next step was basically getting an understanding of where it was all coming from. 
um, it was all very new and I was like, well, are you bi? Are you gay? And he couldn't even accept any of those words himself. He's like, I don't know um, at all. So he couldn't accept it for himself, let alone say it. Um, but it, and then it was just the fear in his face. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I need to approach this differently. Um, but of course, I was up all night, no sleep, um, hormones probably raging, um, and just irrational. Um, and it's something I always live off. Just don't ever base any actions or reactions off emotion. Very wise. I mean, that's mm. not how I can live life. <laughs> Very wise. It's hard. It is hard. Um, but I find the best works. Um, and then if you are going to react in a certain way, just take yourself away from that situation until you can act in a better way. So, Yeah, but your whole world has been rocked. Like you don't know what any of this means. You just know that there's been a betrayal you aren't sure exactly how that's going to play out. So how long was it from confronting him to the full-blown I've been living a lie moment? Um, within a few days. we wow. based, Yeah, we sat down and we went through it all. I needed to know. I um, called in sick for work um, and I, we just, yeah, we just talked through it took the kids to daycare so then we could spend hours talking. So you're almost counselling him <laughs> through know. what this means yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. It was um, my responsibility, I suppose, to um, the next steps. It, I didn't feel like it was up to him to fully deal with it all. Um, I suppose, you know, being a wife, a partner, it, it was also my issue at the time so I had to handle it I suppose accordingly not just for his sake but for your family yeah for our kids but his family as well god you're amazing you're amazing because all through this it's almost like your feelings you've completely put to the side and you're just yeah I put them all aside wow because Can I ask, did you have any inkling from the minute you met him till the minute you saw the dick pic that this could be a possibility, that he was homosexual? Absolutely not. Not an inkling? Not an inkling. Um, He was always really good at giving gifts, making you feel appreciated. He listened. Um, And then, like, I would make jokes like, you sure you're not gay? When... Does it hit you that this could be the end of the marriage? When we told our family, which was two months after. So not until then. So for two months did you think maybe he's just curious, maybe he's bi, maybe we can – were you flexible on how this would – like did you love him? Of course I loved him. I – in this time, were you in love? Yes, I was still in love. Yeah, I didn't feel he was deceiving me. Um, and I know a lot of people can't actually look past that um, because it was bigger than me. It wasn't about me at all. And I still don't ever think that he deceived me. 
his actions of how we got there, how we got the news may not have been the right thing whatsoever. Um, but I never felt he actually deceived me at all. So you're in love. Yeah. You love this man. You're yeah. sexually attracted to this man. Yeah. You want to, this is your family. You're living for this, this man and, and the children. I can't, it, it's, I think it's a very unique thing to uh, understand. And I'm sure you can't unless you've like, we've been in your shoes, Yeah. but it must be the strangest thing to look at this person and go, you're my person. You're everything to me. This family is everything to me, but you are not who you really are and you cannot stay here in this dynamic in your truth. Okay, so I look at it a little bit different. I had a few different things growing up um, which really helped me life experience when it came to this. Um, in my early 20s, my best friend, he was gay and he had not yet come out. Um, and he was seeing our other friend um, who had not come out yet either. So I watched what that did to him and his family coming out. And it was, it was pretty full on. But I suppose I look back at that moment and I was like, well, you know, this is what I need to do to be able to support him, love him, um, but back him. Because, yeah, I'm just sitting here selfishly going, if I was you, yeah, what about me? What about my relationship? What about my husband? What about – and you're just like, no, this is bigger than me. This is about supporting him through this thing. Like I actually – I think I'm a pretty open-minded person and I still can't – like what you're saying to me is so extraordinary. Like you are such an incredibly open-hearted human to put his needs. And and you're right. Like it's a huge life moment for him, but like, you're just like, okay, I'll deal with me later. Well, yeah, because I know I will, I will be fine. I will get through it. What? <laughs> he's the love of your life, but he's the love of your life. And now he's not. He's got to go. But he still is, Zoe. Like, we are not husband and wife, but we're still best friends. That sense didn't change. Wow. But if I handled it completely different, he wouldn't be a part of my life like that. So I had to handle it in that sort of sense. Oh, my God. This is is fucking unconditional love. I think you've just made me realise... Unconditional love. Well, I had to look at it from a few different point of views. If I didn't handle it correctly, what would that do to him as a person? Um, potentially more he depression, suicide. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I I said my vows till death do us part, and I still live by that to the day. I also had to look at it from my son's perspective. What if that was my son going through that? Um, I had to look at it from his parents' perspective. What were they thinking or feeling? Like when we told them, all I kept thinking about was what's going through their minds, like their, their son's mental health, they would be worried about that, um, financial situation as well especially with a separation, 
um, things like that. Um, I had to consider them all. And, yeah, I did have to put my feelings aside, but it's just what you do when you love someone. Wow. You're amazing. At what point do you start to feel the impact on you, you know, like the heartbreak, because there is an element of this, which is he's not my lover anymore. He's still my best friend. He's still the love of my life, but in a different context. But now I have lost my lover. Mm. How do you grieve that? And how do you, is there rage that comes up? There was rage. (laughs) Yeah, there was definitely uh, different stages, I suppose. But it, it was really hard. Because this happened in February and then the whole world went into lockdown and we were trapped together in April. <laughs> so we were experiencing our world ending and then the outside world was actually ending as well um, and we were just there together to figure it out. Um, was that good timing then in a way to be <laughs> locked up to deal with yeah. it as a family unit without any outside influence? Yeah, I think I definitely think so. We did get um, some time apart. We were lucky enough to both have jobs where we could actually still go and work, so that was our uh, time away from it. But it probably was a good thing, you know. We couldn't run. We couldn't hide. Um, we just had to basically talk it all out. And there's no rule book. There's no guide. We didn't know anyone else who we could talk to in this situation, so we're like, We'll, we'll just make our own rules up pretty much. Did you grieve with him? Yeah, definitely. Did you cry together about the end of the marriage? Yeah. Yeah, we did. I don't really like crying as such. Um, well, my dad, he calls me a Toyota. Um, I'm reliable even when I'm broken. So for me to be in that vulnerable place, I didn't like it as such. Um, I like to deal with things a little bit different and I just have different processes. Write it all down, everything that's bothering you. And before I go to sleep, write down an action of what I'm actually going to do and I'm going to follow it through the next day. If I write an action down and I'm not quite happy with it that night, I won't sleep properly. What does this mean? What is the action you're writing down? So, like punch the pillows? <laughs> like what is the action? No. Um, okay, so let's go back to the moment that we cried together. Um, my action was, okay, well, how am I feeling? Um, and I, I wrote, I was confused. I was hurt. Um, my action was basically what am I going to do about it? And it was it was a hard one um, because all I kept writing down with things to help him and not for myself, mm. but they actually really did help myself. Um, the most simplest things, um, looking for a place for him to live, and it actually did help me move on with the grieving process. Wow. Yeah, so those small actions, and they were all for him, it still actually really did help me because I was helping him and also taking charge of an unusual situation. Finding some control in the uncontrollable. Yeah, yeah, those types of things. And I I still live by that pretty much every day. 
write down what's bothering you, write an action, and actually get it done. And if you don't do it, it's going to fester at you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Can I ask then about the intimate stuff? Like, did you say to him... How do you, how do we have two kids? How did you have sex with me? Is it wasn't it repulsive if you're not attracted to me? Like how does it how do you yeah. get a stiffy? You know, like <laughs> yeah. did you ask all those things? Um no, not so much. Um because we were very sexual. Um I don't think he could, he, he was attracted to me, obviously. Um but Obviously, towards the end, it all died off. Um, but at the start, it was great. Sex was great. Um, you can't fake that. Because we're like, okay, you're not bi. Yeah. You're gay. Yeah. So that means that for how long were you together for? Uh, six years. For six years when we were sexing mm. and we had a great sex life and we were hot and heavy, that's a lot of time to turn up. Do you know what I mean? Like it's 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 a bit yeah. confusing. Oh yeah, of course it is. Um, well, I suppose yeah, it was more of a connection, a physical uh, thing, yeah. right? Yeah, it it was. Have you had sex with anybody else prior to him? Like earlier before he was in your life? Had you had oh, sex yeah. before? Yeah, definitely. So you knew what sex was like, right? Oh, it wasn't yeah. like yeah. it wasn't like you had no way to compare he was good in the sack he, he you and him were like yes yeah good yeah so was that also when you kind of when all of this was dying down and you were separate separated did you ever have moments of like how did it we do that if that like how can he be gay if it was so good um yeah, good question, Zoe. Did you ever think that? I mean, these are just my thoughts. Maybe they didn't come I up. suppose it was um, in the moment you can you could just tell. Um, but that's all he ever knew right. uh, was sex with females as and well. And tricking himself into yeah, it. Because, yeah, because he was blocking out the bit, his desire um, that he never really had much experience with at all. Are you – resentful I think I know the answer because of what you said prior but (laughs) are you resentful that he wooed you he dated you he proposed to you he married you he impregnated you and then again and you have a life and like are you resentful that you're like you have now made me a single mother a divorcee and all of these things because you weren't honest with yourself no. And after listening to the podcast, there was uh, something that I realised that I never actually told him and basically gave him closure was I have never resented him for it. 
I understood why he did it. I am extremely grateful for those times, the beautiful children that he gave me. Um, But I do believe, obviously, we met for a reason because if he was to do that with someone else, it wouldn't have turned out like that for him whatsoever. Um, So, no, I I don't resent him at all. You are something <laughs> special. It just feels very evolved. Like your responses, your reaction feels very evolved. Mm. But it also comes down to my accountability as well for two reasons. I didn't see any signs, even though he hid them really well. But also I didn't create a foundation within our marriage enough to make him being so secure to be able to tell me his desires. So no. Yes. <laughs> I disagree because you are you are trying to be accountable for something that somebody is deceiving you on. You can never know that. Like if someone doesn't want you to know something, there is no way I don't like, know. You, you can't be accountable for that. There's no way you can feel like you are to blame for somebody not. He couldn't acknowledge his own truth. How are you supposed to? Because, I don't know, I just look at every um, experience of what could you have done better. And maybe if I did create those foundations from the start, it would have been different for us. I don't know. But don't you think that regardless of if you were the most open-minded, accepting human being, which you already sound like you are, that if he wasn't ready in himself Mm. and his soul to tell his workplace, to tell his parents, to live his truth, no matter what you did for your foundations, it wouldn't have been enough because he had to live in the world like this, not just with you. You know, like the truth facing you and telling you the truth is like Pandora's box for the whole world. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just do. I don't want you to feel like there was – I really don't think there was anything you could have done. And I think he's going to hear this and call you up and say the same thing. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's just how – it's just I wonder back and I'm like, I don't know, with everything, what could I have done differently? And, yeah, that's one thing I do think I could have done better. Now that you are a single mum – yeah. Are you resentful at times like that when you are with the kids or when you have to share the kids and you want the kids? Like, um, Not so much resentful. Um, I just suppose it's the workload. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much. And just I took my role as wife very seriously. So he had a very easy coming home from work, everything done. Um, kids were all looked after, lunches and everything. But it was just about that human you know, connection every night, being able to talk to someone um, pretty much and I don't really have that as, I yeah, yeah, I don't have that anymore. But I still come home and I still call him, so he is there. Did you ever think about living together and co-parenting but, like, you know, like you've got a great thing going between you. Did you ever think of having an unconventional type? It wasn't an option to me. I don't think it would have been for him as well because 
Um, we would have liked our own privacy, especially when we were going to date again. Um, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't really an option. He needed to start his own life in a new house, figure out who he is, what he wants. Um, I already know who I am and what I want in life, but he needed that privacy as well. So yeah. the thing is, the workload of the kids is mm. is harder because you yep. don't share that load. Yep. But then it's the the loneliness, perhaps, when you're home, or the not loneliness, aloneness. <laughs> yeah, which is different, right? Yeah. The yeah. Um, doing life by yourself. Yeah, part. is yeah, that the much. hardest part as well as the kids? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I am not the type of person that will ever ask for help um, and take on way too much as it is. And the thing with Stephen was I never actually had to ask. Um, He was always there doing the small things. Um, He knows I'm not good at saying no or just not being able to take on too much. He knows I'll always do it all and he was my support person with that. So that's what I miss as well, Um, coming home and either just venting about my day or just talking and just in general, um, that's what I miss the most because he looked after me in a different way than anyone else really has before. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that was was the hard bit for me. Mm. The way that... You've explained the breakdown of the marriage and the separation has sounded very matter of fact, and you've said you don't like crying. Mm. Has there been a lot of tears? Has there been a lot of grief? Yes, there has more than I'd like to admit. Yeah. Is it still present? Um, no, no. Okay. No. Are you dating? No. <laughs> Have you dated? <laughs> yeah, I have. I um, I tried dating twice in the last three years. Um, both relationships um, had to end because of uh, crazy ex-wives. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Okie dokie. So we're yeah. in a whole new field of, <laughs> you know, Tinder, Bumble, dating, yes, the whole thing. Yes, all of that was new to me. Yeah. Do you feel out of love with Stephen? Um, this is going to, yes, I am out of love with him. Is there, is there love there? Of course. There's so much love there still for him. But you don't crave him sexually. You don't long for no. him like that. That's no. done. Completely done. See that in a different light now. Okay. How <laughs> yeah. are you with? him dating him uh like is there jealousy is how do you feel no i'm really i get really excited um so he will tell me he's going on a date and i'll be like who is he what does he do what does he look like um and then he'll like yeah he'll ring me after the date and tell me how it went what was he like um i think and he well he has he's told me this before he sets his standard for the next guy he's going to date, he said, but I can't help but you're my standard. So if they don't reach that standard as a partner, they don't have a chance. 
<laughs> so I feel sorry for the guys. Yeah, that's um, a high standard, man. <laughs> um, but also he looks for partners if they are going to fit into our little family, um, you know. Will this person accept his kids? Um, Carly will accept him regardless. But yeah, no, I'm 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 all for him dating. Because how old are the kids? Our son is six, and our daughter is four. Do you have rules together around like if we're dating, we don't yep. introduce them to the kids until so and so time? Yeah, definitely. So we do have a rule. Uh, we do not introduce the kids. Um, until you think it's something actually solid. Um, we don't have anyone over while the kids are there. Um, okay. Yeah, so it's rules that we set and we both respect those rules because it's exactly what we would do as well. Um, so, yeah, we do set rules in that sense. Your six-year-old, have you raised them about there are different types of relationships in the world and some people love you know, some girls have girls and some boys have boys and all. Do, have you have you started discussing that yeah, yet? Yeah, we and have. What have, what have you said about daddy? He's at that stage at school where they're playing um, marriages um, and they're just marrying a girl. Um, but there's been conversations and I've spoken to him, you know. Um, regardless if it's a boy or a girl, um, if you love them and you want to be with them, um, we fully accept that. But he's too young to comprehend yeah, of that. It's yeah, too much. yeah. But we will be open and honest about it, and we will not hide anything. Um, but the older they get, it's going to be a lot easier to explain. Um, obviously, we don't want to push anything into their heads at such a young age. You know, you make any decisions yourself. Um, but yeah, we do. We do talk about it with the kids. And you aren't dating because. Mm. There's lots of crazy X Y's. <laughs> yeah, but do you feel like you get your needs met? Like, are you like shagging anybody or like? Oh, yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah, I have um different methods. Um, <laughs> uh, I have um, so I I'm a very independent independent person um I don't need someone so if I want someone in my life you're there because I want you to Mm. um but I just have partners um to meet needs to meet my needs yes versus building a relationship yes and I have a um a a different method I suppose um (laughs) It's called my rule of five. Oh, my God, I need to know. <laughs> okay, so um, it's actually what helps me throughout the day. I'm motivated. I'm clear-minded. Um, doesn't matter how I feel. Um, your body actually releases um hormone called oxytocin. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same hormone that you release during breastfeeding. Um, you know when you give birth and you're in that big love Hi. bubble? Yeah. It's that. So you have like huge doses of it, but also you get it during sex. Guys get it, but obviously minimal because they only get to shoot the shot ones pretty much. Um, But girls are multiple. That's why we get to be able to feel it more. That's why we're not designed as well to, you know, just go out and have one night stands. Girls catch feels for people. So I learnt with my body. 
obviously, um, through masturbation to use that as a tool um, daily. Um, so my rule of five is I know my body and how much I release of the oxytocin um, to reach my maximum uh, productivity throughout the day. I need to get to my rule of five. Five orgasms? Yeah, and then I can start my <laughs> And then I can start my day and then I'll be clear, focused, nothing can get me down, anyone that Holy says anything. shit. <laughs> this is revolutionary. I've never heard of this. So you, when you wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. you come five times, yeah. five orgasms in a row, mm-hmm. and then you are ready to go. master, yep. like bring it. No wonder you could deal with this fucking breakup. <laughs> So fucking clearly, you're like you're it like works, a higher Ari. being. It oh my does. god, I'm gonna do this tomorrow. I live five <laughs> orgasms, but it's so good for so many things. Is it just like a vibe, like a clitoral vibrator? Yeah, or what do you yeah, use? just a uh, just a wand. Uh, okay. That's my go-to for my rule of five, pretty much. Did you create the rule of five? Yeah, pretty much because I had to, you know, experiment with it. I'm like, okay, well, what's gonna really you know, three's not enough. How come? How do you know it's not enough? Um, I suppose it's through the orgasms and how your body feels after. Um, so I did. I went through a f- few different ways and I was like, five, that's my number. That's what I need to do. What happened, sorry, in between, say, the fourth one and the fifth one? What shifted on the fifth? What feels different? I don't know. If Clarity? It- <laughs> Probably. I don't know if it's a mental thing, um, but if you get to <clears throat> three, um, you don't quite feel satisfied. Um, so if you get to five, you're like, that's great. If anything, over five, it's a fucking great day. But oh, So you'll keep going <clears throat> if I've got and see time. if anything happens. Yeah, how yeah. long is this taking, this process? About 10 minutes. Wake up 10 minutes before the kids. <laughs> yeah. Smash <clears throat> them out. Mm. Uh, wow. Was this, did you learn this post-breakup or pre-breakup? Uh, pre. Um, it's probably before Stephen I learned this. Um, Have you been coming five times a day <laughs> for like I w- a decade? <clears throat> no, I wish. I wish. Um, obviously things come up, kids wake up before you. Yeah, don't always get it. And I know work knows when I don't hit my rule of five. Because I will walk in and I'll be like, oh. She has not come today. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. She, <clears throat> she's not productive. So, so with these lovers, mm. do they know the rule of five? Do they have yeah, to they like? Do. Yep. So you're like five times or nothing, buddy. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Wow, you are incredible. <laughs> rule of five. We need to like blast this to the world. It's like almost a meditation, isn't it? Well, it is. It is like a form of meditation. Um, it's so healthy for you in like every wow. way. I know it is. <laughs> I know it's healthy for productivity, creativity, because masturbation and orgasm has been known for that, but five. Five. And that's your personal number. So that mm, could like anyone. give or take depend who you are. Yep, exactly. Okay, so these lovers, we've got some lovers. We've got up our, our, our rule of five. Um, currently in your life, other than these things, mm-hmm. are you feeling supported? Are you feeling 
Like your needs are being met now that the end of the marriage has come? Yes. I am – well, those needs, are, that's on me. I need to make those needs happen pretty much. But, yeah, I'm so content as a person. Um, I walked away from a marriage with no secure, like insecurities about being female. Um, Can we talk about that? That's yeah. really – yeah, let's talk about that because I think a lot of – people that would have had a partner leave them for the opposite sex I would say half of them would be like thank god like you yeah like it's got nothing to do with me it's not my anatomy it's not my titties not my pussy not me our sex nothing to do with me I don't have a dick then the other half would have been like if I was woman enough yeah if I was enough you know and I think it's just two types of personalities that kind of work through that are you in that camp a where you're like oh god it has nothing thank god it's nothing to do with yeah me. i'm full camp a i yeah walked away just feeling well it's not me as a female um whatsoever i did everything in and above beers and the blowjobs get me you know what i mean like that is <laughs> i would love to come home to that myself no no <laughs> i don't want to be giving the blowjob i want to be receiving the beer and the blowjob you know well, do you know what today is zoe Blowjob day. Yeah, steak and blowjob day. International. Since, shut up. That is not a thing. It actually is. Today is men's Valentine's Day, steak and blowjob day. It's been around. Where do you read these things? <laughs> it's been around for, I don't know, about 10 years it's been in my life for. Um, Your life. I think yeah. every person listening is just like, holy shit, is there a steak and blowjob day? There actually is. I got my period. I am got endometriosis. No one is getting a blowjob today, honey. Nobody. Not even a steak. <laughs> Not even a steak. No, it is a thing. But, um, yeah, it's on Google. Oh, my God. Okay. Is there anything else you feel like we haven't touched on or that you want to explain from your experience? Um... I suppose, you know, if anyone going through this situation, it's really hard to be able to give advice um, because it all does come down to the individual. Um, But also not just if your partner is gay. I think it comes, like, in all separations. Um, Obviously, just putting – it's really hard to put your feelings aside – Um, But obviously thinking about it and what's best for your kids at the end of the day? How is this going to affect your kids? Not just in this moment, um, but forever. And it is really hard to do, um, but it's so important. So important for your kids. You never lost sight of the big picture, which is honourable. Our last question today is, who are you when nobody's watching? Ooh. See, I overthought this question, Zoe. I'm the same person as if anyone is actually watching. Mm. Yeah. You are wonderful. You Thank are you. so incredibly wise <laughs> and empathetic and open-minded and soulful. Like, you have just taught me so much today. I'm so grateful that you decided to come on the podcast. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Deep. If it's left you with any burning questions for me or our guests, please hit us up by direct message on Instagram at What's The Deep. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, everybody. It is Zoe here. Change is coming to the deep. I want to welcome you to Arise. It's uplifting, it's quirky, it's curious. It's all about the mindset and self discovery to be more helpful and of service. During 16 of the Deep, you will hear some of these episodes, and I'd love to hear what you think of them over on our Instagram at What's the Deep. <laughs> 